0: Hey guys, I'm back with my college friend from the last episode who had named himself Jay after the YouTuber he admires. So last episode, we talked about the whole shebang with laptops, laptop recommendations, things you should look out for and all bells and whistles regarding to that. This episode... Let's focus more on the desktop builds, the fun stuff, I would say. You really get your hands dirty in this one if you are into building your own PC. So it's always fun to you know select products, make sure they're compatible, make sure you're getting the best performance out of the best money and build the system ultimately. So, you know, without wasting any time, because you already know us now, we'll directly jump into the pc building aspects of this one there is this tool called pc part picker which is a great platform for us basically it has a whole catalog of all the products for each component that we need to fit it also establishes some degree of compatibility between each product so you don't have to stress too much on that one but today we won't focus on all the components we'll focus on the main components because there obviously there are some components which are more subjective and may differ depending on the product that you're buying and accordingly we have kept the recommendations that format so the conditions that we have put for today's PC building is there are two price ranges the first one is the 40000 rupee price range now i have chosen this because i initially wanted to keep a 50000 barrier but i have deducted 10000 which is for the additional bells and whistles that you might require on top of these main components the second price range is the 90000 rupees option and the components that both of us will be discussing are cpu motherboard gpu power supply ram and storage and we'll actually go through why we chose a component more than other and why was this preferable it might be that our builds we haven't shared it with each other so it's absolutely unique builds so it will be fun if we have similarities and it will be even more fun if we have differences just to know the viewpoints of where we come from so again directly jumping into the you know lower end stuff, that is the 40,000 rupee build. Let's go component by component, at least that way we can see if there are differences, we can justify our choices and we can see where we might improve the build a bit more. So, before jumping into the first component, let me ask you this. When you were building this PC and you had a fixed budget, what was the first component that you chose to select for your build? Actually,
1: I like to think that I consider three together but even in those three, there is a hierarchy. I go for the CPU first, definitely because I will need to know what kind of platform I'm building my system on then I like to think about the motherboard most people think about the GPU but I like to get done at least price wise with a motherboard that I know can fit everything else that I want onto the system won't give me much of a problem and again is not eating much into my budget then I look for the GPU which again is not too powerful than the CPU but then is not bottlenecking the CPU from performing
0: okay great then why don't we go in that order one asterisk marks for my build I have considered it more on a game Aspect. So the first component that you spoke about is the CPU. So what CPU did you finalize for this build?
1: As I mentioned in the last episode, AMD has been doing pretty good job in the CPU market. So I went with the Ryzen 5 3400G, which comes with an integrated CPU. This has a base clock of 3.7 gigahertz. It uh, was up to 4.2 gigahertz. It is a four core, eight thread CPU, so multi-threading is enabled in this. 2933 megahertz RAM is supported on this. It can support a maximum of 64 gigs of RAM, dual channel DDR4, of course. It needs an AMD 300 or 400 series motherboard to uh, work, and uh, it comes in at around 12,000 rupees. It also has an integrated GPU, so I would like to get done with that together, and you can mention the GPU whatever you chose after the CPU. It's a, an ADEON Vega 11 GPU. GPU clocked at 1400 megahertz. It has 11 compute cores. And again, you don't have to spend any more than the 12K to get a GPU because it comes integrated into the CPU.
0: That's actually a smart way to do the build using the integrated GPU as the only GPU in the system. Though, like, I personally go by this thumb rule where I spend around 40% of the money of the build on the GPU. So, Right off the bat, from my standpoint, I usually uh, like to get done with that one. So I chose a GTX 1650 Super overclocked that cost me around 15,000 bucks. Now, because of that, I had to sacrifice a bit on the processor side because I was looking at trade-offs between Ryzen 3 and Ryzen 5, as you have suggested. And I would have wanted to go with Ryzen 5, but it was just eating into my build budget and I didn't want to. So I went with a Ryzen 3 3200G, 4 cores, 8 threads. Similarly, it has, I think, uh, around 4 GHz base and 4.2 something as boost and it cost me around 7800 so obviously i skimmed a bit on the processor side because i think at some point of time i didn't i was not worried because at this price point you won't be rendering or you won't be doing too much multi-threading work though i might be wrong it might differ on different use cases so i spent most of my money in the gpu aspect of things
1: the reason i did not spend much on the gpu and i went with an igpu option is First of all, your 3200G already comes with an integrated GPU, right? And uh, granted, it is much cheaper than the 3400G that I chose. And it has, I think, a Vega 8 graphic card if I'm not wrong. If you are playing single-player games, I would recommend your build more than in my build just for the sheer fact that you're going to get very good performance graphically speaking. Yeah. Right. On the flip side of that, if you are more into streaming and you're into online competitive games like Counter-Strike, Fortnite, Apex Legends, PUBG. PUBG is a notoriously CPU-intensive game you're going to need a much more powerful CPU than a GPU because online games have a lot more workload that is related to matching input between different users on a network and processing input streams over a network. So that is going to give you a handicap in multiplayer games. But if you predominantly play single player games, I would prefer that you go with Ansel's build because it's going to be ultimately absolutely beautiful to look at those graphics at even with a 1650 uh, graphic card.
0: Yeah, so let's jump into the motherboard. So
1: I took the Gigabyte B450M DS3H, which is a mini ATX casing, but it doesn't skimp on much. It has four SATA 6 Gbps ports. It has one M.2 port, which is a SATA NVMe hybrid. It obviously has a AMD 400 series chipset. 4 ram slots which again give you a maximum of 64 gigs of ram it has 7.1 surround sound gaming with a gaming headset if you buy one down the line or if you even buy it now it's going to be absolutely brilliant and it has gigabit LAN, so if you have a fiber optic connection at your home, it's going to be pretty awesome.
0: It came in at around 6,000 rupees That's actually a good deal. I actually skimmed a bit on that one as well. I went with the A series motherboard. It's a Prime A320M instead of the B450. As I was going with Ryzen 3, it was again a pair. If, if I would have chosen Ryzen 5, I would have chosen B450 because it makes sense because you get better headroom, you get better compatibility and all of that, more RAM slots. But because I was going with Ryzen 3, I went with the A320M. There's a limitation there. There's only two RAM slots, so be as it may. There is less headroom for expansion. It means like you have to totally swap out the RAM sticks in order to upgrade them. But then again, because I wanted to squeeze in more budget for the GPU, I actually skimmed a bit on the motherboard. But other than that, I think it's a good pair off with the Ryzen 3. But again, because we spoke about RAM, let's go into the RAM as the next option. How much RAM did you choose for this one? I got
1: 16 gigabytes of G-Skill Rip Jaws 5 RAM in two 8 gig cards at 3200 megahertz
0: and DDR4, which cost me around 8000 rupees. I again skimmed on this one. I've been the 8 gig version of 4 into 2 size 3200 so the specs remain the same it's just that it's half the RAM size again 40,000 build come on you don't expect more than 8 gigs like the major distinction which we see up until now is where I focused more on the graphics option of it and accordingly it affected all the other components in some area or the other so if you want to upgrade somewhere in the future it might be a bit costly for you to do that but again with your option that requirement is completely eliminated because you already have a Ryzen 5 CPU which I think is more than enough to support you for a long time with a 16 gigs ram you can't go wrong with that amount and uh, later down the line if you have some money you can just plug in a dedicated gpu probably two or three years down the line so that's actually a good option so let's close this off with psu recommendation So, which power supply did you choose?
1: I went with the Corsair VS450 watt, which costs around 2.5 thousand rupees.
0: Oh, great! Something matches, it's the exact same thing that I went for.
1: Yeah, so basically, Corsair, anyways, I used to own a Corsair power supply, it was a 500 watt, I think it was a VS500, and it never gave me any problems. It's not modular though, at any price range below 1.5 lakhs, you're not going to find a modular power supply, but I don't really think you need it. It's not absolutely necessary to have modular power supplies, and at this price point, for supporting even upgrades that power supply is
0: absolutely And though one thing with power supplies, please don't skim on power supplies. That's something which actually runs your computer. So if you get a crappy quality, everything blows up. The one, I'm pretty sure you must follow the same rule, is getting an 80 plus certification, at least a bronze.
1: 80 plus bronze, yes. Minimum. I think
0: that's the minimum. Uh, You can always go for gold and platinum to have a better quality, but even for the lowest builds, the lowest amount of builds, just go for an 80 plus bronze, so that you have a satisfaction inside your heart that your PC won't blur when you are gaming endlessly.
1: Your comment reminds me of something that I faced myself personally. I used to have an old, this was the family computer that I took over. So it was, I think I bought it around 2008. I really had not much idea about hardware at that time. I had a Coto Duo on that system and there was no dedicated GPU on it. And I didn't really game on it either, I think at that point of time. The one thing that happened when I started gaming, I decided to buy a GTX 610 which, as people know, even when it was released, was a very low-end GPU. I put that onto my system and it did run well for, I think, what, two weeks? Then suddenly I faced this weird problem where I would turn on the system and the screen would randomly just turn off. And I had no idea what was going on. I tried troubleshooting everything as much as I could at that point of time. It didn't work. I took it to the shop and the guy told me then there that what is happening is your power supply is not able to supply power to the GPU with that kind of a power draw and considering it was a gt610 which to start with was a low-end GPU, and it still a 325 watt power supply was not enough to power it having had a go to duo obviously go to duo had a very huge power draw for a dual core processor at that time but yeah that could happen your components could start stop working suddenly it could break your system your ram might go bad so yeah i would not suggest skipping on the power supply.
0: so you know let's move on to the storage part of it so what combination did you choose for the storage
1: for storage on this system i have a wd blue NVMe ssd model number sn550 which is a, the 500GB variant of that which cost me around 7K and with that I have paired for my Steam drive or rather my storage drive a Seagate Barracuda 1TB 7200RPM drive which cost me around 3.5K
0: That's actually a good pairing obviously whenever going for a desktop build, always pair an SSD with an hard disk hard disk for all your games and movies and SSD for your operating system and applications but I like your combination there the 500GB NVMe option specifically because it's a faster protocol there the hard disk remains the same Seagate 1TB barracuda from my end 7200 RPM, but I went with a slower SSD, the Crucial SATA SSD 240 gigs. Again, saving money (laughs) because I splurged too much. Though I think for a 40,000 build, the 240 gig I think was more than enough from what I assume because it's uh, you have your OS and your critical applications there, and you can obviously store your more important stuff in the hard drive. So my build on an average came around at 40,300. How did your build come up
1: to be? My build is around 39,000. I think what happened here is uh, your system will get more outright performance. So I guess I would recommend your build to people who are telling me, listen, I want to start gaming and if I earn enough and if I like gaming and I need to upgrade, I'll buy a new PC later, but I want to begin with something which Mm -hmm. I can still game on properly. I think I would not suggest my build because it relies too much on upgradation. Yeah. And for right now, you will not get as much gaming performance from my build as it, as you will from yours, right? Just because of the GPU and that GPU is absolutely amazing I and mean, you'll see I agree with your
0: choice obviously for somebody who is who wants to build a computer over time which people do apparently you know they spend some money right now and they'll spend more money probably a year down the line that is where your build comes into play where you know you have the option of upgradability the only thing that you need to upgrade in your build is the GPU and you don't even have to swap it out it's just an additional card that you need to plug in in future let's say one year two year down the line if you spend 15, 20k you can get a good I think RTX probably in that era, two years later, years down the line, you'll get an RTX in that price, and then you'll have a balling setup at a forty thousand price range, or you know, like fifty thousand now. So you know that is why we loved doing this in college as well.
1: Oh, definitely, it's always interesting to see because. I'm coming into a PC build point from a completely different standpoint, I'm a very conservative guy who always has to plan 10 steps ahead because before he puts the first step in. I think it hurt me in this build, but I take it
0: any day. It's actually good because there are obviously different people building PC for different needs and they want to hear two different perspectives, one from a more immediate standpoint, one from an overall standpoint, you know, more long term standpoint It actually helps And that is why I always wanted to do this episode with you because I know which school of thought you come from. So it's always fun to discuss that. Let's jump into the more awesome or the more wealthy part of the build that is the 90k build. Which component do you want to start with?
1: Okay, first of all, before we start, I should mention, I've made two different tricks for the 90k build. Okay. One is focused squarely on productivity, not exactly squarely, you can game on both these builds. But the second build will help you game more than productivity and the first build will help in productivity.
0: I agree because even I was faced with the dilemma. Though I didn't do a separate build, what I did was I have two options for my CPU which obviously explain down the line the second CPU though costing a bit more is a choice which you, the users might want to take depending on the type of usage that they will require so let's directly jump into the CPU for the CPU for a more I would say performance build more gaming build I would say I went with Ryzen 5 3600X the overclockable CPU 6 cores 12 threads I think boostable to 4.4 GHz something on those lines now the price range it came out to be around 18,000 for that processor now 6 cores processor I think it's good enough for all your needs more than enough for your gaming needs first of all and second of all good enough for you know if you want to do some high-end rendering or even for some analytics work but if you want more multi-threaded performance i also looked into this that is the ryzen 7 2700 i know it's an old generation one but i have a specific reason for this because getting an eight cores at the same 1920K price point was really difficult. The 3rd gen Ryzen 7, that's a bit costly and it would not fit in this budget. So I had this OR option, the Ryzen 7 2700 8 core 16 thread option. If you want to go for a more multi-core performance, two extra cores, four extra threads, always helpful in 3D rendering or things like that.
1: So for my productivity, CPU, I chose the Ryzen 7 3700X. It is a costlier processor, but you'll see how I offset that. The reason I chose it above its competition is simply because it gives me the most bang for the buck. And uh, the competition by Intel, the nearest one is the i7-9700K, which gives you a comparable performance, not much better. I think on the user benchmark website, it gives you around plus 2 or 3% more performance but it demands a five to seven thousand rupee premium which i don't think is warranted at all at least in 2020 i don't think that price is uh, warranted and intel has been overpricing their cpu since the ninth gen. on the other side of things the ryzen 7 3800x was also available again that is a three to five thousand premium for a very marginal performance increase it's basically the same chip with uh, a little more uh, memory bandwidth so it's not really worth it Having said that, the 3700X is a 3.6GHz CPU which boosts to 4.4GHz. It has, as you said, 8 cores and 16 threads. It supports 3200MHz DDR4 dual channel memory. It can support up to 128 gigs. Uh, It costs around 27 to 30 k
0: That's nice. So basically, you went 9000 extra. I do understand why. It's always upgraded from Ryzen 5 to Ryzen 7. And two extra cores, always good for performance and gaming.
1: For productivity reasons, The GPU is not very important, even though people think it might be important for 3D rendering and stuff because it will do the work fast for you when you're previewing it. But when you actually want to finalize your work and render it, it's going to be an absolute nightmare sitting there and waiting for the CPU to render. So I would prefer if you are building a productivity-based desktop, spend more on the cpu and less on the gpu and if you're building a gaming desktop spend less on the cpu and more on the gpu so should i go to the gaming CPU? yeah yeah go ahead so for gaming i went to intel i chose the i5 9600k oh intel built wow yeah i know this might be surprising but the 9600k is overclockable again you have the ryzen 5 3600x but it is in the same price range this also costs about 19000 to 21000 rupees if you look at the specs the core i5 on paper is more powerful than the ryzen 7 but again it has lesser cores so it doesn't ends up not mattering at all so 3.7 gigahertz base clock with a boost of 4.6 gigahertz six cores no multi-threading on this though it's six threads you need an intel z series motherboard and by z series motherboard i mean a motherboard with the z series chip to overclock this cpu otherwise you will not be able to overclock it so if that is your focus be careful
0: so what motherboard did you pair your ryzen cpu with
1: i used the rog strix b450f for my ryzen motherboard okay first of all before i mention any of the stats for this motherboard there have been known issues with the 400 series motherboards where they do not run with the Ryzen 5 and the Ryzen 7 Zen 2 based CPUs and that might be a problem because you need a BIOS update to get those motherboards to work with the Zen 2 series. If you don't have that BIOS update applied to the motherboard, you will need a separate lower end CPU to actually update the BIOS otherwise there is no way to do it. If you want to escape that, don't worry there's a plan. Every Strix board which supports these CPUs out of the box that is the Zen 2 3000 series CPUs by Ryzen will have a sticker which says AMD 3000 ready. So if you do not see that and you've got the Ryzen CPU that I recommended and you've got this board, make sure you get the board with that sticker specifically. I found this motherboard better for performance than every other motherboard because this motherboard has its north-south bridges very close to each other and uh, it has something that might not be very important to people but it has Aura RGB header. So if you have other ASUS peripherals that uh, you're using ROG peripherals that are RGB enabled, you can set up RGB lights around your motherboard that are going to sync up with your peripherals and it cost me around 14,000 rupees.
0: So what did you pair up in your gaming build, the Intel CPU motherboard?
1: For the Intel Core i5, I chose the MSI Z390A Pro motherboard. It has four DIMM slots with support dual channel memory up to 128GB, so no limitations here. And this ended up costing me around rupees.
0: I actually went with a moderate motherboard, uh, not too fancy, Asus Prime B450M Mini ATX. It pairs up very good with the Ryzen 5 processor. It is overclockable.
1: I have one concern with Mini ATX casings, which might not end up bothering many people. But if you are using a powerful processor on the motherboard you are going to end up feeling a little crammed on cooling and your cpu performances might take a hit because of that so if you do not cable manage that setup very properly you might end up with a hotter cpu and cpu than usual as always go ahead with the mini ATX casing it has no other bearing other than the size than the atx casing and probably memory restrictions for ram for some models
0: that is true absolutely with mini ATX, I think it's a bit hassle with the cooling part of it but if you're keeping it well under control and actually building the PC with proper specifications, with proper cable management and a good airflow. I don't think so. we'll be covering the whole airflow part, the negative pressure and the positive pressure here. But go look that up on a YouTube video or in the user manuals because that highly affects the temperature of the system and it affects the performance. So that's always something to look out for. Let's bring up my excitement back again to the GPU aspect. So. I kept it simple. I went with pure gaming and overall performance. So, I went with the RTX 2070 Super OC and that cost me around 42 to 45K. Again, the simple rule of thumb which I follow, 40 to 50% of my build going in the GPU aspect. Now, I understand why this might bother some people because it is a very high-end GPU and uh, there might be some bottlenecking issues if not managed properly with the CPU.
1: So, first of all, on your GPU selection, I think it took me 30 minutes to talk myself out of not getting an RTX 2070 for this build because anyways the 70 series as you know is well balanced according to price and performance. I myself at the time of buying my own laptop there was no RTX so I bought the GTX series of graphic cards uh, laptops and I got the 1070 because it wasn't as costly as the 1080 and it wasn't as low performing as a 1060. With the 70 series GPUs, NVIDIA has done well every time and I absolutely love your build with the 2070 Super and I wish I could have gotten that. Having said that, I have a little bit of problems with the CPU pairing which is why I myself chose the Ryzen 7. Generally games which are running on um, high to ultra settings on any system, whether it be a laptop or a desktop, tend to get bottlenecked by the CPU of the system according to upgradability and online gaming and everything and especially streaming. If you do want to get into streaming, I would prefer that, first of all, you increase your budget to more than 1 lakh rupees. But if that is not possible, then you go with a more powerful processor and pair it up with, I'm not saying a less powerful GPU, but with GPU that is powerful enough. I have two suggestions for people to either get the GTX 1660 Ti or the GTX 1660 Super. Whoa! you went
0: with the GTX one.
1: The only issue you will face over here is that you will not get ray tracing. But these cards are comparable to 1070 and just a little bit less dip in performance compared to the 2070 or even the 2070 Super if you consider their price range. These cards are half the price of the 2070. The 1660 Super and the 1660 Ti come in at 20,000 and 22,000 respectively. So why I chose these GPUs? was only because they have a higher clock speed in fact than the cheapest ray tracing card that you can get which is the 2060 and gaming performance will not drop. The gaming performance in terms of FPS doesn't really drop much as you go down the generations until unless you go back too much. But 1660 is built on a chip that is basically the 2060 without the RTX. To make up for that, they have increased clock speeds drastically. They have increased the memory bandwidth drastically. And considering that the 1660 Super comes with the newer GDDR6 RAM, it's absolute bang for the buck. Now, if you are buying a specific gaming system and you took my recommendation and you use the Core i5, then I would suggest to go with the RTX 2060 because again, this is the cheapest RTX card you can buy. If you want to instantly experience RTX and you can, on top of buying a system, buy those RTX games and run them because you are going to need to buy those games, you cannot play pirated games as we are usually uh, habituated to doing because let's face it, those games are lousy with updates, you do not get updates. I personally do not prefer cheating the developers out of the money. I have started buying games myself because that experience is completely different and people who do that will know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, yep. If you want to spend around about 15,000 rupees and still get absolute blazing fast gaming performance from your system, I would suggest you go with a used 1070. The 1070 is better than the 1600 series graphic cards and the 2060 is only better than the 1070 in terms of it has ray tracing cores. Otherwise 2060 sometimes actually does worse on games than the 1070. 1070 is faster than the 2060 on traditional gaming and productivity workloads. So your renders from either blender or Premiere Pro or After Effects, the previews for those renders are going to render much faster on the 1070 than on the 2060. And uh, the difference in performance is absolutely negligible between the two is what my, what I'm saying. And for that, if you can shave off 13,000 rupees from the price, which is almost half, I think if you are not uncomfortable with using used GPUs, you should definitely go and buy the 1070 used, if you can get it from a good source. or a, If you can get a good condition card, otherwise go for the 2060 with the CPUs that I recommend.
0: It's actually a good overall description, you know, on why you need to make some GPU choices or trade offs with some pairings and some use cases. Again, we see a similar pattern in our builds where you have clearly focused more on the long term longevity and the current state of RTX right now. And that absolutely makes sense because somebody who, you know, wants to wait it out or wants to, you know, build over time, that build actually makes a lot of sense, be it productivity or the gaming bit of it. And obviously, GPU is something which you can obviously change down the line if our second-hand culture in India was great enough we could always swap in secondhand GPUs as soon the upgrade comes out but I'm not sure that culture is very much prevalent in India the good sources are not really available here for GPUs so I'm not sure how will that pan out but again I went out with an all-balling RTX 2070 super because well the different schools of thought in that so right. I think RAM so how much gigs of RAM did you choose
1: I chose again the same 16 gigabytes of G-Skill 5 RAM. Absolutely, it's the same for me. Uh, I think 16 gigs
0: is like the comfortable sweet spot in terms of RAM usage and price. If you need only for specific workloads, you need more than 16 gigs or else you won't be needing more than 16 gigs of RAM.
1: Yeah, AI and 3D rendering, you might.
0: Yeah, or if you want to open, let's say 500 Chrome tabs. (laughs)
1: Chrome is a RAM
0: killer, man. That is true. So, let's go through our PSU choices. So, how much wattage PSU did you choose?
1: I chose a 550 Watt Corsair VS Power Supply, it cost me around 3.5 thousand rupees.
0: Oh, that's actually nice. So, I actually went a bit more on that because 2070 Super, so... You would need to, yes. Yeah. So, I went with a 700 Watt Corsair, 80 plus gold, so that hit me a bit, it cost 7000 bucks. But again, 80 plus gold, so... Absolutely reputable brand, reputable certifications. No, definitely. No skipping on that one.
1: I think you're going to need that power supply if you're running a GPU like 2070 Super because RTX cards, especially the Super variants of these RTX cards, demand a lot of power and they le- demand it at stable rates. They cannot take fluctuations very well. And even though the 80 plus Bronze power supplies are not really that unstable, that GPU will need a power su- reliable power supply, more reliable than the VS series That is true. That is true.
0: So, did you upgrade your storage considerably?
1: I did upgrade my storage. The SSD again is the same. It's the WD Blue 500GB NVMe and SN550 SSD, 7000 rupees. And the Seagate Firecuda 2TB 7200 RPM hybrid hard drive, which cost me around 9000 rupees.
0: Why oh, exactly went with the same two storage choices 500GB NVMe storage? Because.
1: I think it's a no brainer at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure like I went to empty computers so for the price checking and there it showed me around 6,000 bucks for the 2TB Barracuda 7200 RPM Because I was really shocked because it's 6,000 bucks you're getting 2TB that's a steal So it might be that there are some price variants because of the sites that we're no, visiting No, no,
1: this is where uh, we differed You said you took a 2 terabyte Barracuda, right? Yeah I have a Seagate Firecuda 2 terabyte.
0: Oh, you have the Firecuda
1: The difference between a Barracuda and Firecuda for those who don't know is Firecudas are hybrid drives which use SSDs for memory buffering, I think for around how much 10% to 20% of the memory, and the rest of the 80% memory is in hard drives.
0: Yeah, and I think FireCoders also have more cache. in. Bitcoin. Yeah,
1: they have a larger cache because they need to run memory buffers for the SSD and the hard drive. Device. Firecuda is basically, you know, top of the line. Whoever is listening, trust us when we say these are not absolute choices. You may be able to find combinations that work for you better. As prices drop, prices change, you may be able to find configurations that, entire configurations that are different from this and are still better. But for now, in this situation, whatever we could find, I think this uh, is what we would recommend.
0: As always, an amazing experience discussing build-offs
1: yeah it took me down memory lane man i felt like i was sitting in classroom
0: i remember i think it majorly started using laptops because of the kind of laptop we had and the kind of thing that we had to do in college and then we moved on to pc building and discussing our interests there specifically our love for the same channels on youtube yeah definitely, you know, gave us a common thread to talk about so always fun to discuss this and i think it has been a treat to some tech enthusiasts and some enthusiasts who might be wanting to get into tech. We understand that we have used a lot of lingos which might be, you know,
1: difficult to get, difficult to grasp. But I would say if once you start researching on these things, these things are going to come to you and if you listen to the podcast again and again we might have glossed over a lot of things that you didn't understand now. But you once you start building your CPU, you're going to start understanding these things and you'll know why they're So you know what?
0: Before closing it off, just one last question, one final thing. If money was no object and only let's stick it to the laptop bit of it uh, because desktops you can just say the highest components right so laptops is something where you actually have to think so what would be the laptop which you would choose and just give a quick rundown of the specs
1: if money was no object and i was not concerned with anything else other than performance it would definitely be the alienware area 51m it has a motherboard that uses a desktop level processor it has a desktop level cpu socket the gpu is also hot swappable but then you need to buy one's manufactured by Alienware that is Dell themselves so that you can place them because they are custom chips.
0: Those are dangerously close to desktops.
1: Yeah, they're just desktop replacements at this point. But my concern is that as CPUs and GPUs become, keep developing, for GPU, I'm sure they have custom dice, so they're going to be able to figure it out. But since it uses a desktop socket for the CPU, I'm not very sure if Intel suddenly decides to change the pin that they're using, the socket that they're using, it might just become a useless feature. That was not my concern and I didn't Want hot of ability. I wanted a laptop that looks sleek but performs great. I would go with the MSI GS7510 SGS, which comes with the i7 9th generation processor and has the RTX 2080 MaxQ, which is the laptop variant of the RTX 2080. So, if you want a laptop that you can take into the boardroom and work and look like you're a professional, you know it's all blacked out, it has gold accents, it still has mm-hmm. RGB keyboard, poor key elimination on keyboards. You can turn it off. It's a phenomenal gaming machine. MSI laptops do not suffer from thermal throttling. So that is not going to be an issue. So if I had unlimited amount of money and I wanted my laptop to look cool, sleek and stylish, I would go with the MSI GS75 instead of the Alienware.
0: Just tell us, what's the price?
1: Yeah, so I'm aware of the price for the LA- area fifty one M. The highest variant I think goes for around three lakh rupees. And uh, right now, if you want to get the twenty eighty Super, I guess it will go to either three lakh or four lakh ten thousand rupees. It's mad costly, and to a person who is on a limited budget even on two lakh rupees, it makes no sense. But yeah, that laptop is an absolute beast. The MSI will cost you somewhere around uh, three lakh fifty thousand to three lakh sixty thousand rupees. Again, the same price range. But you're getting a 2080, you're getting an uh, i7 But uh, yeah, also of the wall performance Plus sleek, plus stylish, definitely the MC.
0: Yeah, like these are dream laptops and PCs It's always fun to think about them, see the specs And you can't go anything like There's nothing better than 2080 Max-Q On a laptop variant, so nothing can go wrong there Let's just have fun imagining that we have these laptops because getting them is... I don't think so even that they're readily available on a consumer standpoint with such
1: ease. No, not with such ease. You'll need to custom order these systems. You'll need to go to local uh, retailers who will then order one piece for you and you'll get it. And I would prefer you go that route instead of the online route because it's going to help you, you know, look at the laptop, get the feel of the laptop before you actually buy the a laptop. Considering you are dropping so much money on a laptop, you. it to look like a laptop that you want to carry around i really don't think images do justice to these things
0: and moreover somebody who's spending four five lakhs i think a person of that kind is readily has all the means of going visiting and checking out the laptop in full glory but you know that's it for dreams and that's it for recommendations for the last part of this episode it's always fun see that's why discussing tech is something which we can do endlessly and we have no track of time and if good number of people are interested and requested then we might do variants of this one discussing about numerous aspects of hardware that we haven't even scratched the surface about
1: we have not scratched the surface definitely there's so much to talk about so much i want people to know before they go out and buy something that is very costly so guys keep researching yourself also and it's going to help you on the long run that's
0: it thank you again thank you man to you to becoming a guest and spending so much time with me or recording this episode it's always a pleasure doing this uh thank you so much for joining me on this thank venture thank you man
1: thank you for calling me thank you for people who sat listening to me ramble for so long uh i hope i made some sense
0: well that is something which the listeners will comment about i won't have any say i always love this i am biased towards this so i always uh, love talking about this so now i'll finally see everyone off and not drag okay. this too long Chalo, okay. chalo bye bye and i'll talk to you later bye thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye!